0: Today's guest is Regard Tang. She talks about her personal depression and anxiety journey of many years without knowing as a professional makeup artist in fashion and commercial industry for a decade, and later on began to heal her inner child and find self-love. Topics of discussion, mental health, depression and anxiety, burnout, self-love and taking power back, changing careers, work-life balance. Please give a warm welcome to Ever Blessed Regard Tang. How are you? Very good. How are you today? Good. Tell me a little bit of backstory in regards to your your name. How did it come to being named Regard?
1: So I actually born and raised in Hong Kong. Um, I always joke about that. Well, English is not my first language. English is my second. My first language is Cantonese. I always joke about that my dad just opened a dictionary. Oh, this sounds like a nice name. So there you go. Here you go, his daughter. But um, that's not true, <laughs> of course. Um, my dad um, doesn't speak English really well back then. Um, and actually, I think that is very thoughtful. He wants me to have the best regard life, and he wants people around me have a best regard. So I was like, that is so meaningful. When I was young, I hated this name because people in Hong Kong, they don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But um, after I moved to the state, i getting more and more common on a good feedback. And after I became an artist um, 10 years ago, actually before coaching, a lot of people was like, oh my God, your name is so beautiful. And I was like, okay, so I guess I, I keep it.
0: <laughs> so then I guess in when you do an email, you say, best regards, mm-hmm. regard.
1: Dang. No, <laughs> I, I, it. I, I actually, play sincerely. With <laughs> yeah, I actually play with word. I just like best comma regard.
0: I love it. That yeah. is so cool. That is yeah. so cool. Thank you. Based on your website here, it is regarding coaching. What is regarding coaching entail? Can you tell the listeners just a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm so excited about, um, to share my journey with your listener. And I'm sure there's some listener out there can relate to my unique story yet very relatable to them. So, um, I'm so excited about this and actually that I was a makeup artist before I became a coach and I just started my coaching business a little bit less than a year ago, and it's just going going well. And I am reaching out to people, getting on podcasts and, and telling the story. And honestly, for me, inspiring other people is the purpose for my life. And I want to inspire as many people as possible out there because I'm sure a lot of people that they don't know where they want to go for the next step or they are stuck at work that they do not like and like, oh, what should I do for the for the next step? Like, I just don't know. Um, but I will share my story in a second, how I became a makeup artist to a coach. So if you want to listen, stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're going to dive right into. Yeah.
0: I wanted to know because I, I haven't worn makeup almost 30 years. Yeah. So I, I, that's to me, it's all novice. Uh, what got you into the makeup scene, the makeup industry as a, as a starting point to lift off for becoming a coach? So yeah. can you
1: tell me a little bit the yeah, reason for why? Sure. For sure. So, um, well, it's a long story. I hope that I'm not going to like take up too much of the time. Oh, no, not at all. You can take as long as you want. But it's, it's going to be a good story. Um, So actually makeup career was my second career. My first career, I I worked in in an in-house as a marketing. But 2008, I lost a job because of the um, finance bubble and majority people lost their job during that time. And I was thinking, what can I do for my next step? Because I lost a job. I couldn't find another job. Within a year, I got so frustrated. And my uh, boyfriend during that time, he asked me, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to study makeup. So shortly after I flew back to Hong Kong, I studied for six months. After I came back, I still don't know what I was going to do. After the certificates I have, but I know that I'm passionate in makeup and I want to pursue that, even though it's not a normal career for an Asian, right? Because the Asian people that they are like, okay, you have to get into engineer, you have to get to like as a teacher or like business or whatever. I I had no desire whatsoever in those categories. I just keep pursuing it. I started as a wedding makeup artist, but shortly after I understand that that is not what I want. I always intrigued by Um, fashion and every time when I opened the magazine I was like this is going to be my dream like I want to be on a magazine or like on a billboard right but when I had that thought I still don't know what the universe has prepared for me right so I moved um, shortly after I moved down to LA because I know that that is that was my next step In order to pursue my dream, because I want to be in fashion, I want to be in commercial. So I moved down to L.A. shortly after I lived there for a little bit over two years. I don't like L.A. it wasn't for me. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I always know that when you think about fashion, New York is the capital and you have to move to New York (laughs) in order to be successful or like not successful, but like get into what you want to be. Right. So I lived there a little bit over two years, as I said, in in L.A. And I was like, you know what? I have to move to New York. So I moved back to San Francisco a little bit and um, to save money, then moved to New York without any network. I only had a couple of friends, two suitcases, one carry on, don't know where to live, don't know what my next step is. And I was like, you know what? It's just it's just time to move. Mm-hmm. So I brought a one-way ticket. I moved. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I already stole my car and everything. I was like, oh, there's wow. no there's no turning back, okay? So I was like, okay, let me see how can I pursue this. I hit up one agency after the other. I start networking like crazy. And my whole mind, it just worked and nothing else. Um, and I got really lucky that I... I got into the shows that I wanted to get in. I want to um, I got a really good client list after 5 years in New York. I work with a lot of big clients and I just feel so blessed. However, I didn't know that I had depression. I developed depressions along the way when mm-hmm. I was in even when I was in LA. So, I was a high functioning depressor for 7-8 years and I didn't know And I was like, looking at the people around me, I was like, it's a very normal environment. People complain a lot. People hate their job. People, they just hate their life, but they still showed up. And and also because that when you work in fashion, yes, it's very glamorous. However, that people didn't know that when you work, it's a very long hours. You work 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours a day. And after that, you don't know when you, are you going to pay sometimes. Um, you thought that you will get paid within 15, 30 days. It's not that. Sometimes wow. like, you have to wait for three months, six Ugh. months in order to get those money. And sometimes you're like, wait, what if the agency shut down and my money will be poof? Oh, no. Because it happens to a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also that... When you're living in New York, you don't have a car. You're just checking the proper transportations. My makeup kit was 35 pounds. Oh, my God. And I'm only 110. Oh, <laughs> wow. So it's one third of my weight. And if I have to do hair, there's 15 pounds on top of it. Um, you have to lock your luggage everywhere in the crowd, carrying it up to the subway carrier, down to the subway. So that was my life for five years. And because of a lot of moving puzzle, um, my mental is always up and down like crazy. And I never have like a stable mindset because that finance is always a problem, right? And also when job comes in, they will be like, oh, can you hold? But you will not know that is it a confirm. Even though when you are confirmed, what time you start, you don't know what time you start, what time you end, you don't know what time you end. So wow. a lot of times that you go into the job, you just have to prepare for the war. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's the thing that I just dreaded being in the workplace, workforce. Luckily with this pandemic thing, I have moved to being remote. The majority of my jobs were remote. So, oh gosh, just, the,
1: just yeah. being from
0: LA to New York, could you tell the listeners exactly what that looks like?
1: Yeah, for sure. So basically that I would describe that Let's put it this way, I, I used to be a very happy person, so I was a happy kid, and I am an extrovert, right? So I love to connect with people, things like that. But when I had depressions, oh, of course there's some days are better than the others. Let's say the days that I wasn't really in shape or in a good state, I will stay in bed whole day. I want to curl in a ball and die and just cry. Mm. and um i had like a dark cloud constantly have a dark cloud on top of me some days you will see like a, the sun is like pick but a majority of the day that is like it's just great you do not have much hope and a lot of time that you don't know when is it going to end you feel like you're constantly in a tunnel and you are not able to get outside of the tunnel if it makes sense right mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, and then, so that was a part of depressions. But however, because of my personality and what I experienced in the past, I still able to connect with people. I still able to have fun out of it, right? But a lot of time that when I'm doing makeup, uh, when I was doing makeup before I go to the job, I want to just cry. Like I look at my face and I was like, I was just so sad inside. There feels like a, a heavy rock on top of my chest so yeah so a lot of people they don't know what depression is or they don't understand what high functioning depressions is until i start going to therapy then i realized i was like holy i actually have depressions for so many years and i just didn't know
0: yeah and you probably consider it as like this must be this doesn't feel normal but I just don't understand if this is something I need to work on. If is this just me because of my hormones or is this the environment that I'm in or culture shock or, you know, the types of indecisiveness with your business. What do you want to be? Who do you want to be? You know, where do you want to go? And I mean, we go through a lot of changes in our lives and we're like, is this does this feel right is this who I'm supposed to be you know so you it, that on top of everything else you people don't understand what it looks like until they literally sit down like oh my gosh this is not this is not right this is not what it's supposed to be why do I feel this way and some people don't know how to reach out and and actually say I need help or I need counseling or I need therapy or I need to sit down and reevaluate and soul search and self-love and stuff like that so that's amazing story amazing story so what is the one thing you wish you knew at the onset of your career so like between going from makeup to coaching or um, you said this that makeup was your second career there is no right or wrong answer of course because this is coming from you this is your journey so what would be uh, one thing you wish you knew at the onset of your career?
1: So actually, let me go back a little bit. How come I was a makeup artist, became a coach? Because there's there was a gap right there, right? Mm-hmm. So let me close that gap before I go on to this question. Sure, sure. Um, so I went, three and a half years ago, I went on a therapy. And my first session that I was just crying, my, I just was like bawling my eyes out within five minutes. And I realized that then shortly after I realized that I cannot go on this career because that is just not mentally healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And my therapist during that time actually really inspired me. And I always want to help people, right? And I always I love to connect with people with like a, in a deeper level. And I know that I'm good with talking to people. One day I just put like two to two together. I was like still struggling about my makeup career but I was like Googling how to become a life coach. And then the light bulb went off and um, I found a school shortly after I went to the school. So this is the reason why that I got my certificates from the school. And, um, and yeah, so she basically, she inspired me to become A coach in a sense and of course that my friends along the way was like you always give great advice you're always a good listener maybe you can get into counseling Mm -hmm. so all those things basically is giving me a sign to push me to coaching and what is one thing I know at the onset for my career which I know wish I wish that I know that running a coaching business it involves a lot of marketing it involves a lot of business, right? When I was at school, I was like, oh, coaching is just coaching, right? But I forgot that, oh, how can you market yourself? How do people know about you? How can you create content? All those things, my school didn't teach me <laughs> or teach us. So I, after I started my business, I realized that I didn't know enough for the business side. So now that I'm taking taking different courses in order to setting me up for the success, because that I always tell people I will not retire. Um, if I coaching people until I'm 85 years old, I still 40 something years to go. So,
0: yeah, that is wonderful.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. So what
0: is the biggest challenge facing you right now and What do you think that maybe in four years, because I know that right now coaching, I believe coaching has become strongly more in in a remote perspective because of this pre-post pandemic situation that we have. But what is the biggest challenge you're facing right now? And what will be another, if you're looking long-term in four years?
1: Yeah, so um, it's just because that I started Uh, my business not that long ago and everyone would label me as a makeup artist I still get inquiry as a makeup artist right now so I would say that the biggest challenge for me right now is I don't want to separate that because that was my identity but like makeup artist is part of my identity right but I'm having, I'm facing a challenge right now. Um, of course, this is the marketing, the business size, as I, as I mentioned earlier, and also that how to have a su- sustainable income, right? When you're starting a business, you majority, most, most people know that when they start a business that usually take two, three years to up to five years to get your business really running. So when I had my makeup, um, I was a freelancer. It was the same thing. It took me, I would say, three to five years to finally have a good network and a good clientele. So I would say that now is the clientele and the income um, to have it like a sustainable. I absolutely have a good clientele now, but of course I want more. (laughs) And in four years, I would say that I cannot foresee what's going on like what's going to happen in four years because think about it four years ago will I think about will I become a coach I wouldn't right so I cannot foresee about that but if I want to say that what is my biggest challenge is I hope that my business will take off by then and I will have a big clientele that I cannot take everything on my own and I have to expand on my business so That is something that I would wish to do.
0: And I know that me being an accountant background, we do a lot of that long term uh, forecasting for businesses. That is one of the reasons why I asked this question, because it's always good to find out where a person's head is at in regards to their career journey. Can you tell the listeners about your journey through depression, anxiety, and what made you create this uh, fulfilling career after you've done your soul searching and your self-loving and so forth? Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I feel like soul searching is a lifelong journey. There's no end. Um, Let's put it that way. But how did I start it was um, I was really thankful to, start going to see my th- my first therapist. And um, why did I get into therapy? Actually, one of my close girlfriend, like she's one of my best friends. And she asked, she was just like putting it out there. She was like, well, it seems like you have a lot of struggle. Why don't you try therapy? Maybe there's someone professional, maybe who might be able to help you. And I've been seeing a therapist for a year now and it's very helpful. And when I was going in, I didn't expect anything. And I was like, oh, I just want to give her a shot because I'm a very curious person. And I have a mantra, like everything, at least trying once, as long as it's not hurting other people, not hurting yourself, you're good to go. Right. So that is one of my mantras. And so when I got in, um, as I mentioned, it I, I start to realize that I have depressions and they diagnose me. I have anxiety. My anxiety was off the chart and I will be on a train station waiting for a train and keep looking at the the time at the same time over and over, over and over. Then I was like, there's something's wrong with me. Or I wouldn't say wrong, but like something is not aligned with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when I was having anxiety, I realized that I always like hold my hands like this and and making a lot of like nails mark on my arms. Then when I look into it, I was like, wait, hold on. Why there's like a lot of uh, nails mark? Then I realized that I, I had anxiety. So therapists, my, my first therapist helped me a lot to understanding how do I love myself because I never felt that I was enough because I was the only child um, and in an Asian background parents expect you to do certain things, right? Like such as like, oh, getting a good grades, getting into a business school, as I mentioned earlier, um, having a sustainable job. I wasn't any of those. I was a wild child since I was a kid. And when my parents asked me to go left, I would go right and vice versa. Um, So anyway, so I was just like, Trying to figure out who I was and having a depression and anxiety and wasn't just helping me. And thank God that my therapist helped me walk like she walked through it a lot of my uh suffering, I will say. And so I start learning how to love myself, I start learning how to building boundaries, I start learning how to give myself credit because Four years ago, I wouldn't know how to give myself credit. While well, now that I love myself fully, I embrace my weirdness. I embrace who I am. And I tell people that, hey, English is not my first language. But going on a broadcast is a way to practice. It's the way to to learn. As mm-hmm. long as you are curious of who you are, that is a care of the judgment. So I, I love that... Um, how the journey become. And now that I focusing on self-development, self-care slash self-love and mindset. So those are the things that I focus on in my practice.
0: Wonderful. Cause I know that we try to carry on our culture and of course, culture has traditions. And like you mentioned, you know, I'm the only child as well. So I've gone through the same kind of spiel as we expect the best from you and nothing but the best from you a lot of people who have that question like what would you do different if you were able to go back in time and I always think to myself if I did I wouldn't be who I am I wouldn't be the strong woman that's in the position where here I am doing podcasts and I wouldn't be talking to wonderful people who have the inspirational stories about their journey as well and to embrace each other in their weirdness (laughs) you know like you said enjoying um self-love and and embracing our weirdness and that's how i think as i've got it gotten older i've actually embraced that too and i don't think i would have changed anything even though it was a very hard childhood being a a minority and a female You know, there was just a lot of things, the odds were against me, but I survived. And, you know, I feel like that if only I could be a testimony to somebody else, just like um, you are a testimony to someone who is listening to this podcast. You know, this is, that's probably one of the passions that I, the reason why I kind of went towards this, because I just love listening to stories of people and their journey and their goals and their success and it's awesome to even have you as a guest on here so the majority of my and i've noticed that like the the categories that i'm having with the guests they're all um either BIPOC or AAPI, and I'm loving it because there's not that many, I don't think there's not that many podcasts that do that. So um, just to help out my sisters and my brothers who are um, the BIPOC community and the AAPI community, um, it's just beautiful. I love it. So I would have never been here if all none of that has had happened to me. So I was trying to think of it in a positive way. And I love the way you have, after all of that, you found a way to get out, to way to get out that rut out of the burnout. So could you give some of the pointers of like, and how you got out of your, some of the steps that people could do as a, an idea or a suggestion to, if they do see these, these symptoms or these things that just doesn't feel right with them in their mental health category what would be something that you can point out that would be helpful for listeners to kind of say okay I have those those same types of feelings and how did you come out of that how did you get out of that rut and that burnout
1: yeah Yeah, for sure so I would highly recommend the listener. Um, I understand that mental health is such as a serious topic, but actually we all need it. Think about when we need a physical health checkup, why don't we need a, a mental health checkup, right? And um, when people are seeing the sign, people are like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm not normal. I don't know how to talk to people. Yada, yada, yada. However, a lot of people majority people they went through at least one episode in their life mm-hmm. for depressions it doesn't matter it's longer or short no matter how happy of the peoples are well unless that you are a monk then maybe that's different but if you're not then having depressions is very normal it's just like think about it's like a flu or like think about as a cough, right? You can definitely get out of it. But however, how can you, after you identified it or after you start feeling like, wait, I cannot see hope. There's like a lot of like negative thoughts going on. How How, where should I go, right? First of all, talk to the person or talk to the people that you believe in, right? And also it's great to talk to the people that like your friends or your family without a lot of judgment. Um, I'm sure that you can identify how like those people, like you can trust them and just share how you feel about it. And then the next step, I highly recommend people to see a a professional, right? Um, there's places, um, they do scale because that like everything, everyone will be thinking like, oh my God, a therapist is very expensive. Sure. Some therapists charge like a hundred dollars, $300, whatever. But if you are able to get into scale, um, you can pay $30, $35 per section. And if you cannot do it every single week, doing every other week. So at least that someone can guide you to see your blind spot. Because that when my clients comes to me, I always tell them I'm not here to fix you because you have nothing to be fixed. However, I'm showing you how can you improve yourself? How can you get to the next level? How can you get to your goal, right? I personally don't do depressions because that I don't train into that category. I highly recommend people to see a counselor or a therapist, as I I said earlier. So those are the way that you can start getting better. And I inspire a lot of my friends. They never thought of it, but they start going to therapy. Because we have this kind of conversation. So talk to the right people. Just give it a shot. Be curious about it. Don't think about like, oh my God, as I said, like don't don't think about, oh my God, I have a problem. Just be curious of why I have this. How come I have that? How can I get better? Those are the questions. It will help you to overcome your depressions and anxiety. That's great.
0: Thank you so much for that. Sure. What's one choice you really regretted?
1: I don't think I regret anything. Mm-hmm. I live my life to fullest. I try to at least, right? Um, even though depression sounds a lot for majority of people, maybe some people is like, oh my God, I, I, I regret I starting this job. I regret like I have depression, yada, yada, yada. For me, every single step in your journey is, is a story and it's how to setting you up for success, right? And also, it's just how you see it. Like, if you want to see it negatively, sure, it can be negative. If you want to see it like positively, there's a lot of beautiful things in it. Mm -hmm. It depends on is a half cup or half food kind of status is how you see it. So Mm -hmm. I I, I don't have any regrets, I would say.
0: That's great. That's great. And what is the most beautiful place you've ever been? That's the one I want to hear about.
1: <laughs> yes. So um, I talked to you, Jasmine, like earlier that like, do I have to talk about the city or something? I have traveled outside of the country. Um, as I said that I was from Hong Kong and now I'm living in the state and currently in New York. However, that I, I, I've been to like, like Europe, different places. But uh, we talk about this. We do not have to talk about the city. So let's be a little bit more spiritual and a little bit more interesting (laughs) yes please absolutely (laughs) then um then just like places so I actually had my spiritual awakening um I would say a little bit over a year now so I when I was in Vegas last year I met this girl she is very spiritual and she is um energy healing practitioner And she brought me to this kind of... At first, I thought it was a meditation. But she brought me to a white buffalo journey. And how it was is basically that they have like a ceremony and you sit there and you close your eyes and there's a lady, she starts drumming. So when you drum, your brain wave has changed a little bit. And she walked us through. um, And she said that like, oh now that you go through a portal and you will see your spiritual animal I never done anything like that so I don't know what to expect right Mm -hmm. and before she said it she was like oh you might just see a color or you will see maybe just a clip or a scene or a whole movie so just you will not know what to expect so after she, said, after, after she said it, go through a bottle and you, you will find your spiritual animal. And I found a monkey. And this monkey was really witty. He's very funny. And um, she brought me through a cold and dark scene, then into a greenery scene. And he mm-hmm. brought me to a castle. So let me explain a little bit why the dark scene and the greenery scene. The dark, the dark scene basically it was what my experience was of my depression during the time that it was just dark and gray and everything was just cold and 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 it wasn't even fun. But then when it gets to the the greenery scene, is actually is my current state. It's very peaceful. Um, there was a lot of joy in it, but when he brought me to the castle, it means that that is my future. When I put my energy and the seed in it and to become better, become inspiring, more people, more positive, you will get to somewhere is unexpected and a lot of abundance. And he was really funny. I was like asking him. I was like so why you brought me here like like do you want anything to show me and he brought me to a room when he opened the door it was full of gold coins Mm. and like money and like things like that and he was like basically it was like donald duck swimming in in the in the in the what is that called the the money pool the money pool yeah and um so it was it was basically the scene like that so basically it was like universe was telling me that your abundance will come if you believe in it shortly after the lady was mentioning at the background now you can go like ask the white buffalo one question so i asked the white buffalo i was like how can i inspire my client and how can i have more client right the but white buffalo said something to the monkey. The monkey translate to me was, you are already doing what you are now. You keep doing what you do and align with yourself. When you inspire other people, people will come to you. You do not have to worry about this. Wow. So that is, yes, for a lot of people, this is woo-woo. Sure, <laughs> it's unexplainable. However, that is what I see and I feel really great about it. And believe it or not, after that, shortly after, like months after in this year, I overcame my depression and anxiety. Wow. Yeah. So again, believe it or not, it's up to you. For people that they understand, they will connect with me in this spiritual way. But that was the story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I love it. Uh, That's a very interesting story and as a that to me I think that like I would love to go to that place for sure here in our in town Greenville Texas actually did have an actual white buffalo um, it was born here a couple years ago and uh, yeah there was so many people who would actually come and bear gifts to this actual buffalo right down the street from where I live so that's a very close to home in regards to the spirituality of, um, you know, going down that meditational path of, like you said, the cold, dark area to greenery, to the castle, to the money. Like, <laughs> I remember that, that little cartoon with Donald Duck swimming in the money pool. Yeah, so that's that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. So how do you begin to love yourself?
1: Yeah. So as I said earlier, that I start going to therapy. But honestly, one thing I want to remind the listener: therapists—they are not magicians. They are not springing like the the fairy dust, <laughs> like same as coaching. Like right. people came to me and thought that, oh, here you go. This is my problem. Fix me. And I was like, first of all, you're not broken, so you don't need to be fixed. And second of all, we are not coaching and therapists. We are not magicians because that you have to put your, the work in it. Yes. And you have to, what you need to do is like you learn to, you have to learn how to set up boundaries with people, set up your boundaries with emotionally and time. If you have to ask yourself one question every single day, does this serve me? Does this serve my higher self, right? For instance, some people that you know that they a lot align with you. People is like, oh my God, I, it's hard for me to let them go. Well, yes, for family, it's a little bit harder, but you can set up the boundaries like, okay, after a certain time, I'm not answering their phone, right? Mm-hmm. To to just save you some mental health and like, like bring juice, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but also that... You just have to ask yourself those kind of questions in order to align. If you are out of line, you will never be happy with yourself. I also highly recommend people to journal. Journaling is one thing that it helps me a lot. Um, just bring it down. I always say that like, because the paper is not going to judge you. You are the person who judges yourself. Mm-hmm. So write it down as much as possible. and And again, ask the right questions to yourself. Am I on the right path? How's my mental health? All those are very hard questions, but it will lead you to loving yourself more and lead you to understand yourself a little bit more also. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I love you have such great input. Amazing to speak with you. And thank you so much for that. Can you tell the listeners exactly if they wanted to reach out to you more? How are they able to reach out and or contact you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I have an Instagram. They can find me regard tank coaching. If you want to look at my website or go through my website is regard And you can able to find my emails there, but I'm going to just drop it in here. It's info at regard I actually... Provide 45-minute clarity sessions for complimentary. So there's no charge for your listener. And if they would like to reach out to me, they can send me um, an Instagram message um, at regard10coaching, or they can email me, as I said, the email earlier. So yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I will go ahead and drop all that into the
0: show notes as well. Is that a link that's underneath your website or they can contact you through Instagram
1: to request? This. Yeah, so they can do that. Um, I can also send you the link also. Like what kind of client that I had and like I gave up all those clients and like transition into a coaching. So mm-hmm. yeah, so those are the things that I feel like is very inspired to people too because like a lot of people like, oh my God, like I'm a CEO or like, oh my God, I'm a manager. Like how can I drop this and become someone else, you know? So
0: yeah, that was the reason why that I like speaking with people who had gone to these different transitions because anybody can do it. They need that inspiration, they need a testimony that even us, you know, the minority, you know, they tried, I hate to say they, but I just feel like the world is against us because of our color and our skin, you know, our complexions, our gender, this big pot of uncertainty and statistics that will never succeed and become anything. So that's why I love, I love having guests who have such inspirational stories about their lives colors yes yes exactly (laughs) exactly thank you jasmine oh no thank you i appreciate it so you have a wonderful wonderful weekend and i will
1: speak with you later thank you thank thank you you so so much much. yeah thank you so much um for your time i hope that we inspire a listener or for sure
0: (laughs) <laughs> one one is more than what you know you inspire me if if none if none i'm sure that i mean I, I i have a power to inspire people you do so. you do it's gonna come across just beautifully so thank you so much
1: again so have a wonderful weekend yeah you too thank you um i will talk to you soon thank yes, you ma'am. okay yeah. bye
0: Thank you for listening to Noise Paloo Zion podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted to on my podcast, please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist, www.JasmineCastilloVoice.com. Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.